If you're listening to this podcast, you must recognize the value of asking questions. At Aramco, our questions help us engineer a better future. How can today's resources fuel our shared tomorrow? How can we deliver energy to a world that can't stop? How can we deliver one of the fuels of the future? How can we sow curiosity to harvest ingenuity? To learn more about how innovation drives us forward, visit aramco.com slash powered by how. Hello and welcome to a special bonus episode of His Darker Materials, the podcast that parallels the BBC HBO show His Dark Materials, which adapts the books by Philip Pullman. My name's Helen O'Hara, and you'll also be hearing in this episode from my co-host, Dave Corkery. Uh, But we thought we'd do a little extra special because we got to sit down earlier in the series with Amir Wilson, who plays Will Parry, and Daphne Keane, of course, who plays Lara Balakwa. And we thought it was worth bringing you the full interview with both of them because they were a lot of fun together and they had loads to say about their experience on the show that we didn't have time to put in the episodes five and six coverage. Uh, So we thought we'd just bring you essentially the entire interview just cleaned up and uh, hopefully making sense. Uh, As ever, if you'd like to get in touch with us, we're on Instagram at Stripped Media, Twitter at Stripped Media UK, and please use the hashtag HisDarkerMaterials so that we know to look out for it. And that's about all from me. So please enjoy this little bonus episode with Amir Wilson and Daphne Keane. Hello, hello, hello. hello. How are you guys? Good. Uh, still recovering yeah. from the shock of Daphne uh, destroying her her house with a dropping with a knife, ruining my eardrums. <laughs> Says Amir, who was literally yeah. smashing the microphone for like five minutes. It's actually called a blue snowball, definitely. Uh, right. <laughs> blue snowball, that sounds like a, a, a dangerous... Uh, that, sounds, that sounds like a fantasy item in itself. That mm. sounds like Amir just made it up. That just sounds like Amir <laughs> just saw blue and a snowball and just <laughs> said blue snowball. I can actually back him up on this because I have a blue Yeti made by the same company. So presumably the blue Yeti threw the blue snowball what? and yes. that's what happened. It's I don't all know. connected. <laughs> What can I say? Now, Daphne, we we had you on the show last year and we've already asked you this question, but uh, Amir, welcome to the show, first time. But uh, you, you probably have been asked this a million times, but we have to ask, what would your demon be if you were to oh, have one? I haven't heard this one before. <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> yeah, no, um, my demon. I, you know, I know you obviously don't get to choose. Mm. And if I could choose my demon, I'd probably pick uh, like a bird or something, like maybe like a golden eagle or something. Mm. Oh. Something that could fly, uh, like a cool animal or um i really like asriel's demon like a snow leopard yeah snow leopard yeah i think that really really beautiful and really nice looking bit awkward though getting on public transport with a yeah a bit, snow leopard. only a little bit yeah yeah but you'd yeah. still look pretty cool and people would give you a seat they'd give you a lot of space with a snow leopard beside yeah, yeah, you. yeah 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 and i forget all the priority seating and daphne what about you has your answer changed in the year since we've seen you mm, i think I just have different moods in the day. I'm feeling quite feline today, like very What was your answer last year? A monkey. I'm just such a monkey person. I think Amir could probably back me up on this. But <laughs> today I'm not, I'm not in a like really energetic mood, so definitely like something that will just sleep around the house. Sloth. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. <laughs> so, I mean, you guys basically spent all of season one in completely separate storyline so how much fun was it to actually finally get to work together horrible 
<laughs> Terrible. Nightmarish. God, glad, glad we're being honest. Um, no, I'm joking. I, we had such a good time. Thing is, for me, my experience of season one and season two was kind of like the same thing. Mm. Um, when they, when I'd been confirmed for the role in like April 2019, they'd obviously they had already filmed season one, mm. um, and they decided that they wanted a bit of Will's backstory oh. in Will's world, and so um, we filmed that like two month block Will's world, which is what you see in season one. And then there was a month off whilst Daphne and Ruth, they were doing like Comic Con and all the press for season one as it was being released. And then, and then Clark Peters, everyone, um, they were um, doing press and, and then a month after we started season two, but it was good. It kind of felt like the same thing. And I feel like if I hadn't done that bit before, I wouldn't have been prepared for season two mm. as much. Yeah. You, you mentioned nice the, the sort of being cast and coming in a little later. The, how did that process work? And did you guys do like chemistry reads and... No. Put you together. Amir met my wow. double, Eloise, and thought it was me, which is quite <laughs> awkward for everyone. Yeah. Um, I'm the only Will that didn't actually ever get to meet Daphne. Yeah, so oh, basically, no. oh. waste of my time. No, I'm joking. They were all lovely, <laughs> but I didn't get to meet Amir. And I, I went in. It was so incredible. And then they were like, there's this one boy that we love who is in Prague. Prague. I was yeah. in Prague at so the time. Yeah. Then I was doing ADR like three days later, and they were like, it's 100% Emil Olsen. And this was like March, and then he got confirmed in April. Yeah, I did. And then um, I flew out to Madrid, um, but like beginning of May, and then me and Daphne met in Madrid um, for the first time. We went out for a meal together. Um, I was there for like the weekend. It was really nice. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, lucky awesome. that you, you got on well then. Uh, at mm-hmm. least you passed the chemistry test with the double. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so did you guys have a favourite scene to do together? Um, and if obviously if it's from season two, episode seven, don't tell us. But if there's anything before <laughs> that, then please let us know. I love the heist scene. The heist scene was definitely really fun mm. to film. And then I'm not sure if they moved this scene around, but I think I'm allowed to say it. It's the one where, it's the one where Will and I are sitting on like the cliff and they're talking about trusting people and about Will being bullied and stuff. It's like, they were all so vulnerable and sweet. Let's pick up on that that scene then uh, for a minute, Daphne. Then, because yeah. uh, that's that that is quite a, a lovely, tender scene um, with with Will and Lyra, and it, talk a bit maybe about the relationship of Will and Lyra and how you guys how it develops from that caginess at the beginning to that point where suddenly you know they're really opening up to each other. I think it's just beautiful how they can, by the end of the season, they can just be so vulnerable with each other and have these really emotional chats. And that, that scene specifically was probably the biggest milestone on that regard. Mm. Like it's the first time they, they're properly talking about how they feel and their trust issues and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, it's so interesting. Like Lyra's kind of scared of her mum and Amira's scared, f- oh, sorry. <laughs> and Will's scared for his mum. Like it's, they're coming at, you know, things from completely mm. different angles, but kind of meeting in the middle almost. Yeah, it's like opposite to trap. Um, opposites attract type of thing um, they're both really really different mm. um, I was quite spontaneous he kind of seems to like rush into things Will was kind of he's spent his life trying to hide and yeah. kind of keep on the down low and that's what he's good at he's kind of an expert in that keeping on the down low and making sure that kind of, no one's really aware of his movements mm. and what he's doing because if people found out um, social services found out you know that he's living with his mum and his mum is the way she is and struggles with these problems they'd probably try to take him away from her yeah. um obviously doesn't want that and so he's used to keeping on the download keeping things quiet and then he meets he meets Lyra and obviously you've seen that episode where like Lyra rushes out into Oxford she runs through the portal and Will's like like you can't do that like 
it's, it's serious stuff because keeping on it means a lot to him definitely mm-hmm. keeping him down low yeah they're also i think their approach to grief is also really different which i think is a big a big character trait in people and the mm-hmm. fact how they both deal with it is just it's so interesting i feel like lyra is someone who looks like she's much more expressive about her emotions but she isn't really because when the whole roger thing happens will doesn't know about roger until well into the show mm. and it's just i think that's because that one scene that we were saying is just so nice because we've gotten to that point where we've kind of acknowledged what happened with roger uh he's kind of addressed what's happened with his father not really and it's this moment of like truth and just talking about they were both abandoned by their dad so they they have that yeah. big thing in common which is just yeah i think the thing that they both yeah because of the situations they've been put in, they've both kind of been forced to grow up kind of earlier than they, mm-hmm. they expected to and kind of grow up really fast and kind of become an, an adult, like really young and, you know, like fend for themselves, look after themselves. And I think that's what they can, that's what they both have in common, one of the things yeah. they have in common. But I think Will is in some ways the more adult of the two in that he's had to not only care for himself, but care for someone else uh, in a way, whereas, you know, um, Liar has been somewhat protected by the college and by Mac Costa and the Gypsies and Lee and, you know, this this parade of people who have been there to help her out, which is not to say she's had it easy, quite the opposite. But, you know, she she has learned to trust other people in a way that Will has never had the opportunity to do so. I feel like yeah. I agree with you, but at the same time, I have a, I'm going to have a, a different point of view to this because I feel like Will in some ways is obviously more mature than her because you don't just run out of a portal and then get run over by a car. Like, that's just dumb. But at the same time, I feel like Will doesn't know how to act when situations get out of hand, whereas Lyra has really good reflexes when it comes to that. She's good at, like, making up excuses quickly, lying. Um, When something happens, it's always Lyra that's like, Will, do something with the knife. And he's just, like, frozen there and stuff. So I think it's just different ways of approaching life. I think just yeah, he's more mature. So, I think socially, socially awkward. I think he's maybe mature in the field, like in, in doing things, being able to look after himself. And when it comes to like social, like Daphne just said, social situations and being able to get yourself out of situations, I don't think Will's the best at that. And, and that's kind of why these two characters complement each other so well. And and when one is low, the other picks them up. You know, you know, you talked about um the effects on on lyra of roger's death and we see that in episode one and she's very withdrawn and will works very hard to bring her out of that and then in this episode that's kind of reversed because will uh, and amir you're playing him very he he's hurting literally Uh, he's very ill and he's scared and lyra reaches out to him and sort of brings him with her with her you know yeah it's nice how they use each other's characteristics to kind of better one another. I think that's really good. They they realise that certain things that they're good at can help them both achieve what they need to achieve. Um, and they get to see that as the story goes on. Amir, I'm curious, how um, close to to these books were you when, when you sort of got the call or you, you found out about this? Um, I wasn't, I, I was, I mean, I'd seen, I knew what The Golden Compass was. I hadn't read the books before I'd got the role. Um, it was, um, and then, I mean, after when I got the role, I had, I actually, I read The Subtle Knife first because it was weird. I was going straight into it, like very fast into it, and I hadn't read the books at all. Um, and I had like two weeks before I was filming. I was like, I can't read two books then. So I read The Subtle Knife first, and then I read The Northern Lights. And then after I read The Amber Spyglass, I read it out of order. But it was fine because I, I, it was good though because as I was reading Subtle Knife, I was also like watching the series. 
and it was kind of like I was kind of get, gathering also information from season one from what I was seeing as well. Um, it was cool. Um, so you must have been like reading Sudden Knife, like who's this Lyra girl? Where's she? Yeah, where's she that? come from? <laughs> <laughs> What's she doing who's in Will's that? story? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. It, it wasn't something that you'd kind of, you know, fallen in love with as a kid and, and gone after. Was it Was it just the people involved that kind of got you interested in the role and, and just, you know, reading about, you know, whatever they told you about Will at that point? Yeah, I mean, I kind of, I felt like I, I really enjoyed playing the character. All the additions, I was I was just really, every time I got called back, I was just more excited. I mean, I saw in my audition, um, they brought in one time, they had this boxing coach there. Mm-hmm. Some guy came, I walked into the audition, I had like my size in my hand. This guy gave me a glove, some boxing. I was like, this is a weird audition. <laughs> so what's going on? Um, that was where actually I met Eloise, um, Daphne Stubble. It was that audition. And yeah, they just, they rec- made me do a little round with this guy. Um, and then I did the scene after. Um, it's funny, there was like a really intense scene um, that I was auditioning for. Um, the Mr. Hanway scene when Will leaves yeah. his mother, you know, um, in season one yeah. when he drops his mum at Mr. Hanway. So that's my, that was my audition wow. scene. Just before that, my other scene was like a boxing scene. So I was like sweating and I'm like, I'm really meant to be really upset. And I was just really hot. And so, um, yeah, it was fun. Had, do you, did you have any experience boxing before or was this a, a was this real acting? Yeah, no, um, it was yeah not properly. I mean, I'd done like combat before. I mean, I did like, I did judo as a kid, but boxing, no, not really. No. You did judo? You probably hurt yourself more than you hurt the other people then. Yeah, definitely. I probably just (laughs) fell on the floor. My long legs wrapped around each other. Well, I was going to ask you guys about sort of, you know, actions and stunts and all this kind of stuff, because I think we we talked to you a little bit about it last year, Daphne. But, you know, did you have a lot to do this this season? Was there a lot of kind of training and that kind of thing for this for these roles? Not really. Uh, There was a lot of me running behind like Bella Ramsey and Ella. Like it was it was crazy. But it was, there was running, but there's not really, I think Amir has more of the fight stuff. I'm very, I, I, had, I had to drop to the floor a few times and stuff. I remember on set, I dropped in the rehearsal and I proper did it because I've, like, I, I have quite a lot of experience with fake falling. Don't ask me why. And I fake fell and no one was like expecting it and everyone got like really concerned. And I was like, guys, I'm just acting. But that was probably the biggest thing that I had to do was just like drop on the floor. I mean, had all of this like really cool rope fighting, like weird scene, which is sick. Yeah. And I just I mean, had you to got watch. to beat up like 15 guys in Logan. That was pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. You got to do that. That was fun. That must have been fun. Yeah. No, I, um, I, go on. No, I was just going to talk about the stunts. I know I just, we um, rehearsed a knife fight. I mean, I remember they never wanted to give me the actual metal knife. They never trusted me with it. They always gave me this plastic thing. Um, but not even in the still scenes. The like they just always gave him the knife because he'd break it. Yeah. Like he would have broken yeah, it. Yeah, I'd probably do something. Um, I fell over a lot with a knife in my hand. I think that's why the, the art, like the props team, were really like scared. Yeah, really, quite a wise choice. Mm-hmm. He yeah, fell off a high rock with the knife in yeah. his hand, like over me, and then onto another fake rock. You and, guys might have seen the scene actually. It's yeah. the scene um, where the they're um, with spectre. the witches and then the spectre comes. Yeah. And Will runs up and he points his knife. So when I run up. Yeah. Yeah. So when I run up that tiny hand. bit there. So when I run up that bit, when I chase the spectre up that tiny hill, um, after they said cut, I literally just like fell back, tripped over a walk and like some dramatic fall to the ground. And everyone was like, whoa. Was like, everyone fine. thought he was like Good. dead, but he wasn't. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean, in fairness, I, I, I know of a lot of actors who have, basically used the 
the rubber knives throughout their career, you know, just aren't trusted with the metal ones. It's probably wise. Yeah, leave that to the professional stunt people, I think. Um, speaking speaking of the knife and uh, you know this is a podcast so you guys can't see what Amir did but he get you get you give us the the three fingers salute there the uh, yeah <laughs> the, with, the, with yeah, the two um, fingers cut off yeah. <laughs> um what can, can you tell us like was it you know from a practical level are you just hiding those fingers in the bandage or was it CG edited out or so it was basically a prosthetic glove. That they'd like slide over my fingers, so they'd take my fingers back in the morning. Um, so they'd take them back. I mean, obviously, I know it's a podcast. You guys can't actually see what I'm talking about. <laughs> they'd take, doing it. yeah, they'd take my fingers back. Um, and yeah, for the whole day, and then they'd slide this glove, glove on, and then obviously make it seamless. They put blood on it, put you know like gruesome stuff on it to make it look yeah, exactly all of that stuff to make it look all gruesome and bloody. And I kind of just stayed in it the whole day, and then at the end of the day, I to take it off. Yeah, oh, shout out Laura nice. Adet. Shout yeah, out. exactly. Laura so good. Aesthetic artist, amazing. Great. Yeah, it was sweaty. It, um, when I in the morning, yeah, sweaty. <laughs> that was what it was. It was quite horrible. Um, <laughs> yeah, quite sweaty. Um, just to have to keep my position. I guess I kind of got used to it because the tape was just doing the work for me. So um, I kind of I just got used to it. Yeah. And obviously, I'm left-handed as well. And I mean, obviously, it's never stated in the books, I don't think. But I mean, they had to switch. They had to make sure my right fingers got cut off because I'm actually left-handed. Oh, which, good I mean, point. Was, right. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, d- a bit, bit of a departure from from the book, but a sensible one actually. It kind of fits. I mean, like, kind of fits with the whole, you know, them almost being mirror images of each other. Look, you could do something thematic with that and pretend like, oh yeah, we totally did it on purpose. Absolutely you on know. purpose. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a bit about uh, Chittagaza. Did I say it right this time? I'll never get it right. Isn't it Gazzi? Chittagazzi. Chittagazzi. Thank you, guys. It's just, just a thick Italian. Um, so we spend a lot of time here in this in this season, and so do you guys, literally. What was I mean? What, could you talk t- talk to us a bit about the um, the set itself and uh, you know what it what it looked like and what it was? Did it was it was a living, breathing kind of place, or what was it like? It was incredible. It literally you stepped. It was. Basically, it looked like wood from the outside, and then you stepped in, and you were in a city. It was it was honestly incredible. It was really helpful because you could really you could just act. You could proper feel like you were there and not just pretending against green screen, which is usually what happens. Yeah. On the back lot of the studio, they had like basically built this huge, huge yeah, like Daphne said, like it's a little town, a little village, and they had the tower you see that was actually apart from the top bit with a knife sticking at the top. Other than that, was CG, but the actual tower was built. Um, that square, the whole, everything you see us running in, that was actually just built in the back lot. Um, and yeah, I remember the first day we got, with all the kids who are the Chittagazi kids, like obviously Angelica, um, Paolo and all of them, that we got to go and then we got to wander around. There's actually like bakery shops, there's barber shops, there's like a, a grocery store. Um, yeah, it was, it was really, it was cool. really it felt- crazy. It had like, you could just walk into the place and it wasn't just empty. It had every single like, little product and stuff it was really fun i think it was so like they could shoot in any direction and kind of just not have to shoot off off a green screen i think it was just easier um and it was easier for us as well really immersive Mm. yeah it does it does massively help when you're not like completely surrounded by green screen and yeah You, you used to hear stories in the old days about people getting green screen sickness after spending all day shooting like broomstick flying or something they would literally start throwing up so you know at least you escaped that so that's good <laughs> and even Win and lyra's house that was a three-story house. that was that was in the indoor part we the had, indoor yeah they had the like house. two different sets which is i would say they had 
Will and Lara's house and a couple streets inside the studio. And that was a, we had a three story house with like the restaurant downstairs, working fires. So when I'm cooking, you can actually, it was actually hot, which was, they were oh, kind right. of worried because I'm very clumsy. But <laughs> I, I know we, we experienced just, that at the top of the episode. Yeah. Not real baths though. <laughs> I was I was bathing in oat milk. Oh, Do you, in that scene, I'm bathing in oat milk. Yeah, that's very Cleopatra. So yeah, yeah. So they, yeah, like warm, warm water, lukewarm water. I emphasize lukewarm. Um, and they tip like um a whole bottle of oat milk in there, and it just made it cloudy. It was quite, um, yeah. Funny story. We had we both had to take a shower at one point, and I was told there was going to be water, but Amir wasn't. So. They were like, I mean, it was like, so is the water going to drop? And they were like, no, you're just going to be dry, just going to get exasperated and nothing's going to happen. And Amir just goes, I, was, I remember I was in the tent, I was uh, watching the scene and I wasn't, no one was told there was going to be water apart from the water guys. And then suddenly you just hear, ah! <laughs> just Amir in the shower, freezing to death. <laughs> so oh, wet. Uh, yeah, that was funny. Jamie Charles. <laughs> Daphne, you mentioned uh, you mentioned the the um, cooking in, in the kitchen. I gotta ask, which uh, which of you guys can make the better omelet? Me. No, Amir. <laughs> Amir's putting Stop his hand lying. up. Amir has put his Amir's hand up as well. Pancakes. Let the record show. <laughs> I, wait, I, oh, wait. Are you talking about characters or real? Actually, no. Daphne is really good at making omelets in real life. 100%. Thank you. Okay. Okay. Hundred percent. Yeah, I'll give her that. I actually will give her. Glad we settled <laughs> that. I, I'm, I'm tip, yeah. tipping uh, tipping both of you for the celebrity Great British Bake Off next year. I want, yes. I want to see uh, Daphne Imagine. and Amir face off. Yeah, they don't do a lot of omelets on Bake Off, but you know, there's. there's room, <laughs> yeah, good there's point. It could be a technical celebrity MasterChef. <laughs> um, and you know, did you guys have fun? You know, with with Bella Ramsey and the other kids on set because you know you must have been surrounded mostly by adults the entire time. It was it was great. We had a really good time. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we weren't even surrounded by adults that much. It was mainly right. just, it just had to, I had to be with Daphne so much. God. Oh my God. So I spent so much so time hard, with Daphne. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Um, no, we, it, was, it was nice to... We, they, we, how, how long did we shoot with them for? A couple of weeks. I mean, we had... We had they were them on in, set. We they were in Cardiff for a few weeks. In total, it was probably two weeks. But we had them throughout, like, just right. divided up in days. days. Here and there. So right. it was basically, it felt like they were there for the entire time. They were lovely. I mean, they're just incredible. They're so funny. We There's went... a scene where... Yeah. I'm sorry. Go <laughs> God, I'm me, right? It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> um, we went to the... We just did tons of stuff with them. They're just lovely. We went climbing with Ella, remember? Ella was just... And we went... Oh, my God. We went trampolining with Ella. That was probably one of the best days ever. Yeah, Ella plays Paola. Ella plays Paola, by the way. Ella plays Paola. Yeah. And she's a dancer and stuff. So we were like... There and she's, it's just so funny. We were just on trampolines and she's just hilarious. And she's like doing all of these crazy things. We love Ella. Yeah, that was good fun. And were either of you, were either of you fans of Game of Thrones? Had you seen Bella before in that? You know, fun, I'm, I'm watching Game of Thrones like right now. Oh, really? I like, I, before I joined this, I was just watching an episode of Game of Thrones. That's why you were um, late. I'm, yeah, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, um, and I enjoy it. I don't think I've seen Bella yet. No, she comes um, in like quite late on. So if you're yeah, only just getting yeah. into it, yeah, you've got a while to yeah, go. Yeah, Spoiler, yeah. she's no. in. She's in it. I have not watched Game of Thrones, but I knew about Ella, and obviously everyone knows about Ella. But I mean Bella. God, I always get like it's the same name but with a B. But Lewin Lloyd, who plays Roger in season one, had oh, worked yeah. with her on Judy, and he always oh. used to when we were on set. I was I'm really good mates with Lewin and. Because Bella and I are like, she's just a year older than me and we're like quite similar and stuff. 
Lewin always used to make me compete with her. He was like, I prefer Bella, like every time he wanted to annoy me. So then I finally met Bella and then we did it to him. We were like, we just prefer <laughs> each other now, so you can just leave. But, yeah. Harsh, harsh. Mean. Poor little yeah. Roger. Poor Lewin. <laughs> um, tell us a bit about, so you, you, you finally got up the, the tower and uh, lo and behold, Mr. Terence Stamp was up there and you had a little training montage with him. Tell, tell us a bit about working with a... One of the legends of British theatre and screen. Yeah, it was nice. We had um, we didn't actually have many days shoot with him, and the scenes were quite short. Um, mm. yeah, four days. Um, and yeah, he 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 was really lovely, really friendly. He's quite quiet actually. I mean, quiet guy. Um, but he was he was really really friendly. Um, good conversation. I met. Yeah, really really sweet guy. Really really sweet guy. Mm. Yeah, we um, we had fun. I remember he was telling us a story. I mean, he told us about what he told me one time about how um, he fell off a horse actually when he was filming. They'd give they'd given him a horse that kind of wasn't um, trained properly. I guess oh, it no. was. I mean, it hadn't properly been trained, um, and he got put on the horse, and the horse basically jumped up in the air and flew back and like landed on him. Um, really, really bad. Yeah, really got into a really bad horse accident. I remember he was telling me that, and I just because I, like, I worked with horses on the Let's the King. That's mm-hmm. how it came about. Um, I did a bit of horse riding in that, and we were talking about that. And yeah, he told me his story, and I was like, "Wow, that's crazy." He told us tons of stories. He was really, sto- he was a real storyteller. He told us about like how he started acting, just like tons of stuff. It was it was really cool. Because yeah. he started probably about your age, right? I mean, he was. I think he said he teens, started like nineteen. Did he oh, okay, say? Yeah. yeah, I think so. Like young, yeah. Young. Yeah. And you're like, whatever, Terence, you fell off a horse, but I gotta wear this glove all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God, I've got to have sweaty fingers. <laughs> oh, the nightmare. Uh, tell us a bit about the the windows. So after that scene, you know, uh, Will learns to open these windows and you guys um, make great use of these in the window heist in the in the in the following episode. Um, but the what what are you reacting to there? Is it just, you know, is it a tennis ball in the in the air or do they just give you a spot here and look at this? So um, it's like they basically they set up the um, wires. It's like guitar strings, basically. Oh, okay. It's basically fishing. It's fishing line. Yeah, fishing right. line. That's what it is. It's really thin, basically invisible. Um, and the idea, I mean, the idea on the show is that basically you kind of feel along for these strings in the air. And once you find a string, you can like hook your knife around the string, and then it just slices open. Right. And it's like basically just like splitting two um, strings together, taking them apart, mm. um, and it folds open. And leaves this 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 gate, this window into another world, um, and that's fine. We got to play with that. I mean, it was cool because obviously Will gets better and better as he goes along. Um, gets easier. It's cool, mm-hmm. how, you know, getting to experiment with Will. You know, not being able to do it at all when he first cuts his fingers, and then at the end, he just really swift with it. Quickly slides down, closes it, um, becomes an expert. Yeah. It's always good. It's like it's always good to have that kind of training montage, you know, and then there's usually the training montage. They don't quite get it by the end of it. But, you know, the mentor or whoever is kind of satisfied and goes off and does whatever else they do or goes off and dies in a horrible day. Dies in this case. Okay. (laughs) Um, But then there's the kind of like mastering the techniques afterwards. So, you know, the I guess the, the the window heist, if that's what we're calling it, is is a great example of, you know, just practicing until you get it really, really good. It's uh, yeah. It's awesome. 
let's talk about a bit about the window heist, maybe, mm. because uh, you mentioned at the top that uh, that was one of your favorite um, sequences to to film. How, um, you know, how was it? Well, how was it all that all put together? And was it how long, long did that take in that house set? That was actually like a few days, that whole like sequence. Well, I mean, because obviously they were shot in two bits. There was like, um, 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 sorry, Daphne and Ruth's bit. I can't Lara remember my Mrs. name. He's known me for more than a year now. I can't remember my name. <laughs> it's been uh, a very Lara long day. Coulter's it's already late yeah, afternoon. Long day. Yeah. Um, there was um, Lyra and Mrs. Coulter's bit. And then there was obviously Will and Lord Boreal's bit. And that was kind of, they were kind of shot separately. Um, right. But obviously there's a bit before where Will sneaks in before Lyra comes down the stairs. Um, that's what I, I was I didn't that set. I felt like I was on that set for a long time but that was probably one of my favourite sets other than Chittagatsi that was actually my favourite set I had a really cool like astronaut it was like a museum basically yeah. you've obviously seen it um, and it had like an astronaut suit it had like all these like bits of the Berlin Wall on it as well mm. inside it in these like glass cabinets um, really really cool yeah, what I would know. you take fun from fact, the set if you could fun fact wait one second oh, yeah? Amir the day he had the scene with Ruth we carpooled like on the way back to work and he was like I'm going to ditch you. I've made it in life. I'm working with Ruth. I'm not with you anymore. <laughs> just, just going to remind you that. I mean, that's fair. I, think, I feel like any of us meeting Ruth Wilson would be the same way to anybody in our lives. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're not Bye. my friend anymore. Now I'm hanging out with Ruth Wilson. So, sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, what would you take from those cabinets if you could? What would be your uh, souvenir from the set? I'm not the saying you took The skeleton. The, like, weird... There was, like, this ancient person skeleton oh, yeah, i don't even like know a, what it was but it like was a like a neanderthal or something yeah exactly like i would have i was i would have taken the caveman skeleton awesome. i would just imagine having that in your house i'd be so sick so weird but space sick. Suit. <laughs> definitely the spacesuit yeah spacesuit yeah. yeah i think i'd be the spacesuit as well just wear it around the house yeah. you know yeah, yeah. cash <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Daphne, was it uh, was it nice to be reunited with uh, with Ruth again for an intense mother daughter fight scene? Oh, it was lovely. It was actually we really really enjoyed it. I mean, we had a great time with it. We went pretty crazy. I think they probably yeah no we had a, we had a great time. It was just mm. she's so amazing. She's so talented, so lovely, really fun. Also, it was mm. it was so cool because we got to hang. It was like four of us, and the four of us get on so well. Right. So it was just that we just had a great time those days. And then we just, it was so weird because we'd be, we'd walk in and it was extremely intense. And we were like crying and screaming. Mm-hmm. And then Aaron and Amir were like fighting. And then we'd go off to the tents and we were literally like doing the, 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 the Boreal, like Boreal adverts oh, yeah, that yeah, Arian um, made us do. Arian, <laughs> so you know L'Oreal, you're worth it. Arian made everyone he made everyone and when I mean everyone I do mean everyone everyone members cast yeah Yeah. pretty um Boreal you're worth it (laughs) (laughs) and that was a painful painful time (laughs) I mean that's an irresistible pun though I I understand why he would do it I do I do but he really milked it it went on for a really long time it wasn't just the one day thing it went on for like ages (laughs) everyone knew it was happening (laughs) <laughs> well how, how, were, how were your fight scenes Amir with, with him because you know it was it was one of those moments where you like you suddenly really did realise like this is a, a you know a half grown person fighting like a, this big guy you know it, mm-hmm. it, he seemed really outmatched for a second there yeah it was cool um, and it's fun I get along me and Aaron get along really well um, and it was good so I could tell him like you, 
I could he could go harder on me and it'd be right. fine and like it kind of it felt like we we'd be able to do that and like kind of push the limits and kind of have fun with it um and it was it was really good i got to smash a, a vase over his back which was really fun they were going to get the stunty and then Aaron was like i want to do it and i was like i want Arian to do it as well <laughs> and then um <laughs> yes there, there was like this clay okay you see at the end and i smashed it over his back um yeah, it was fun we had a we had a really good time doing that how many takes did that take i think we um they were running out of us i think we did it in like three <laughs> three phases and each time i got harder and harder yeah <laughs> I love that they're running so. out of houses. What about and definitely you got the sort of um, demon match rematch, you know, between uh, between Pan and the Nameless Monkey. Nameless Monkey. Um, <laughs> it was honestly, it was so fun to film because it's not just physical, which it is, because obviously mm-hmm. even if you're not fighting with your own body, you are actually fighting because you're feeling all of the pain and like all the strain and stuff. But what was really really fun about it, I'd say, was just the fact that interesting duality that Lyra has in that scene where she's going I'm not like you and yet she's doing exactly what her mother does Mm. and you can see she's enjoying it but she's hating herself for enjoying it and she's that's what she says later on to Will like she just it doesn't feel okay but it is a human instinct we have when you have rage you just react like that it's completely it's natural and it's horrible and it was just so Raw and it was just so fun to do, especially it's an honor doing it with Ruth because she's just incredible. Please yeah. tell me there's footage of the uh, two two demon puppets fighting each other on. Oh on my set. god, yes, there is. You know, I was just about to say that. I said that was my favorite part watching the demons and the puppeteers just running about, just like <laughs> smacking the It's really also. funny because then you see me and Ruth being like extremely emotional, like crying, screaming. And then I remember at one point one of Pan's legs fell off and I just got <laughs> worse giggles ever. And when you get the giggles and you associate it to the line you're saying, so every time you say the line, you get the giggles, it was just, it was not a good moment, but we made it, so it's fine. Well, um, an- another moment that, that really stood out to me in this episode was actually uh, Boreal's demon. Uh, there's a moment when he's first heading to, to Will and he like launches his out. demon <laughs> out of his... No, yeah. stop. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, that um, that was uh, that was fun. I mean, because uh, Arian actually had they had a real Sean, snake. For it was Arian. called Sean. It pissed Sean, on me that's once. His name. Sean. Sean the snake. Oh, no. Sean. It... Sean pissed on Daphne once. Oh wow. Um, yeah, not good. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but obviously for that bit, they didn't actually bring the snake out. Mm. I would have run off. I would have actually just gone. Yeah. Out. They, were, they weren't just um, firing <laughs> snakes. No one would have blamed you. Yeah. Where's the mayor? Yeah. Gone. <laughs> yeah. No, it was cool. Um, Leanne was like a mayor, like scream. And I was like, ah! Yeah, every time the snake, every time the snake would have to come out, um, it was fun. We, um, that was. Did you get to touch the snake, Amir? I never did. I saw it. Um, I never got to touch it. He doesn't dare. Actually, no, I did. That's a lie. That is not no. I held it on sure, set once sure. on that set. Mm. On that. It's sure. mucky. It's nice. mucky. It peed on me. I do not like the snake. <laughs> I never think about snakes peeing on people. I did um, not until yeah. it peed on me, and now I no, just you, yeah. never holding snakes. Think about nothing else. Much. Yeah, guess they gotta yeah. pee. I guess. I guess. Somebody once brought goats into our office to promote a movie, and and after that, all animal visits were banned. So <laughs> don't have goats. Don't work with goats. Don't That's my goats. top tip. Goats are dicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> goats. <laughs> don't like goats. We actually we had a dog on season one on set, and the dog got fired because it kept smiling into the camera. It's quite wow. funny. How can you fire a dog for smiling into a camera? <laughs> it was, it was so, so sweet. It was like this really. It was this scene with like the scholars and stuff, and then 
everyone was being really intense about talking about dust and stuff and the dog was just like <laughs> which is just like not appropriate so <laughs> Breach dog of got contract. fired oh poor dog i want to hire the yeah. dog now Right, we, we put the call out uh, to all you listeners to ask uh, Daphne and Amir some questions and uh, we got quite a few, so uh, let's mm. let's throw some at you. Uh, think Twice or Else uh, on Reddit asks, uh, who is your favourite character in his Dark Materials that isn't yourself? We'll go to Daphne first. Um, Mrs. Coulter. Mm. Will. <laughs> you made and, it. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Coulter and Will. Fair enough. Um, I'd say Lee Scoresby. Mm. Um, I think you know he's flying around. He's set. You know, he would want to he's be cool. a Texan ranger. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Serafina. Yes. Which, I think the witches are sick. I mean, I was. I said that there should be just a witch spin-off series. Yeah. Just the witches. Mm-hmm. I think they're just Woodwatch. so cool. Yeah. Woodwatch. Yeah. Very very cool. And yeah. you guys got to work with the uh, Ruta in this latest episode yes. and all the witches, right? Oh, that's Finally. so cool. Yeah. Also, this the funny thing, I was watching the episode yesterday, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm quite little. And when I'm with Amir, I look little, but you go, oh, like, he's a boy, he's older, like, it's fine. But then you get other women in, and everyone's still much taller than me. So I was literally like, I am a dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was quite funny, which is, yeah, just thought I'd share. Yeah, they're tall ladies, you know. That's fine. I mean, Did you not guys really, get to... but I mean, they're really <laughs> tall, but I'm sure. So it just looks much. Yeah. You should do the Tom Cruise thing and like bring a cardboard box. Put on a box. I think they did at one point, actually, didn't they? Well, they had me standing on like hills. They were like, if there was a little, if there was tilt, they would have me standing at the top so we could actually get us in the same shot, which was <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Look, whatever works, just, just you know, take it. It's fine. It's fine. I think um, they're going to be stri- stressed. Me and Daphne have grown so much. Oh, no. It's fine. It'll be fine. Yes. Yeah. They'll just build bigger sets or something. It'll be all right. <laughs> so, yeah, it actually. Yeah. Um, all right, who else do we get? Um, Fly, you fools, and Time Lord asks, what scene or episode have you enjoyed filming the most so far? Ooh. I mean, the thing is, obviously, we don't film things in chronological order, order yeah. like that because i mean it's it's more it's more bits and scenes instead of but we did blocks yeah we did do blocks mm. um but i think i mean still though it, it's it's a bit i mean my favorite episode i'm gonna say probably the knife fight i think mm. i think because i just enjoyed filming the knife fight on a yeah. whole um that was really fun and that whole scene um first time i got to like properly experiment with the knife um, and get to see that happen. We'll do that. I think that was probably my favorite episode. Did it take a lot of kind of choreography that fight? Um, yeah, qu- qu- quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I they I tried to do most of it. The only thing I didn't do was a spear out the window. Um, there. I, I'm gonna say I did that. Say so, so make it look like I did that. Make it look like I did that. Um, no, my, I have an amazing stunt double called Hassett Savani. Um, he worked with me on my last job in the Left for the King as well. Um, oh, nice. You know, really, really good. And he um, came in, and we got to work through everything. We kind of planned it out on the go, um, and then yeah, it was we got to film it, and it was just one full day of this action. That's awesome. Really good. Yeah, it was cool to watch. I was just standing yeah, on the sidelines, <laughs> falling over, right. pretending to fall over, cheering. Yeah, <laughs> tag team. Now, actually, you had to be really careful if you were standing on the sidelines because it was stable, but it wasn't. Stable, stable. So you can you can lean on like the walls. And at one point, we thought oh. Terence Stamp was gonna fall out of the tower because he like 
and the whole wall went <laughs> so everyone was like absolutely yeah. stressed and thought like Terence Stamp had just fallen out of the window yeah that would be bad yeah yeah it was, it was bad that would be embarrassing yeah <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll throw to another question there. Uh, yeah, Fla- Flavio uh, Calcu, I am butchering your name, Flavio. So apologies okay. on, uh, <laughs> on 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 Facebook. Hey, okay, yeah, perhaps uh, it. He, uh, he or she asks, "Is there anything that they added? Uh, oh, sorry, is there anything that you guys added as actors into your characters uh, that was not necessarily described in the books? Moods, mannerisms, lines." Ah. Uh... I'd say Lyra in the books doesn't always say need, whereas it was a big thing for me when creating Lyra's character to make her, instead of saying have, she says need, which sort of emphasizes it and is basically one of like her trademarks, which is everything is so extra with her. She's just an extra human being. And I'd say it was that. And I think you're not, when you're acting, you're not really conscious about the things that you... I think you are conscious because obviously you've rehearsed and stuff, but I yeah. think that's probably the only on purpose thing. It's just sometimes the character just flows through you and then you do you watch it back and you go, oh, I did this differently. Mm. But yeah, it just that's happened. what I was going to say. I feel like I don't think about it. I mean, I, I don't like think I want to add bits of me into Will and this and that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it just like subconsciously has come through, through naturally. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe, I think, Maybe in the series, Will's a bit more humorous, a bit more fun, a bit more relaxed. Maybe I feel. Um, I think Will as a character is kind of like on he's edge more chill. a yeah. lot. He's more chill. But I feel maybe he's more relaxed and more, um, I guess, stable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes, anyway, for sure. Yeah, but it, I mean, so. I guess all, all characters in anything are like that. Once you add an actor in, you're obviously adding yourself into Bits the of script. Me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I feel like accidentally, Will became more chill and Lara became less bratty than in the book. Mm. for the right, better for, sure. yeah, for the yeah. better <laughs> alright what's well, the next one I've got watch your informant um, can you please ask how they have such good chemistry and how funny was the cinema scene to film this is a good question yeah as a film journalist you were talking in a cinema which obviously I had trouble with but <laughs> I, I'm trying to like get past but how, how fun was that how, how was it it was really fun we had a great time that day we were it was just it was we went to an actual cinema so that's not a set and they had they just been filming this weird scene with Ruth where there was a baby, so there was a fake baby, and we were waiting between takes. And me and me decided to carry the baby around and drop it in front of people. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. Got oh really my god, I did that did happen in front of old ladies, oh. and they just told us off oh my really god. badly. So this, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is. I mean, I thought I thought they would find it funny. They didn't. Right? So I had this baby in my <laughs> yeah, hand. And we were both um, like, oh, the baby. And I walked over, and then I, I dropped the baby, and then I used this table of like five women. They all like scream, and then I turned them at fake, and then all, they just looked so like, unimpressed. It's not funny, what you can do. <laughs> yeah, like, it's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Oh I'm gonna. I'm just gonna walk off. Um, it's good. I think a lot of popcorn was thrown that day. A lot. Um, uh, uh, yeah, a, a lot of popcorn was thrown that day. I think we just met. that was a fun day because it was a, a chilled out scene. It's, um, I guess, no, well, yeah, a nice scene to do. Um, mm-hmm. And we just had fun that day. We got to go out. I think when we were, because we're on location also that day, I think always, Location's it's always fun so on location. Cool. Yeah. Because then you're kind great. of, you see. Yeah, just a bit more chaotic. It sounds, it sounds like you guys were creating the chaos anyway in, in the oh, real yeah. world. No, we're yeah. chaotic. We look really put together <laughs> in interviews and stuff, but 
on set. We're not. On set. <laughs> oh god. We're jokes. We're jokes. We don't know what's going on. <laughs> Maybe that's the secret to on-screen chemistry, though. Is just like having a good time in it between is. takes. You know. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's also as to just. I think work obviously makes more chemistry. I feel like me and Amir's chemistry got better and better throughout the show because we got to know each other more in real life. Yeah. But I think we just we do have a similar sense of humor and we just got on. It's just and we had fun and we went out like in the afternoons and stuff. We just got to know each other. Which I think is probably how you get chemistry. You just You can't have fake a good time. chemistry though. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You can't just, fake it. It's not something you can fake. It just happens or yeah. not. It's just uh, we got we got another good question here from uh, Think Twice or Else on Reddit. Uh, who would you like to play if you could choose any other character in his Dark Materials besides Lyra and Will? Amir, we'll start with you. Mrs. Coulter. <laughs> good, I'd like yeah. to see make that. You'd make a lovely Mrs. Coulter. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I'm used to always just playing like the good guy and like, you know, the chosen one. I want to play someone who's chosen different, one. someone who's a bit more... Bit who bit more mean and, and a bit of a, yeah, a meaner yeah. side to a character. That'd be fun, fun to experiment with. But. They do say bad guys have more fun, so yeah. yeah. Can I say? What about you, Daphne? I I think I'd have to say Mrs. Coulter also, or Will maybe. I feel like Mrs. Coulter. What I'd love about Mrs. Yes. Coulter is um, I love, but like Amir said, because we're still young and usually the characters that get given to kids. Uh, usually always the same type of characters. Usually people who have, in my case, people who have like extreme issues with their parents, either orphans or they've abandoned <laughs> them or they're psychopaths. And usually as the girl, you get cast in either the like teen who falls in love and is like pretty and amazing. Or like me, you get to play feral child who is absolutely <laughs> crazy and has, doesn't know how to use a fork. So I feel like I'd really enjoy just playing Mrs. Coulter because as Amir said being evil is just we've never gotten that experience so that would yeah. be really cool and, she's and she definitely knows so how to use a fork exactly <laughs> and she's so she's just so complicated and so amazing and sophisticated which just as someone who's played feral characters just really appeals to me it's like oh my god yeah, yeah. She, yeah she's she definitely the most complex character in the show as well Mrs. 100% Coulter. amazing yeah but you've got to give it to her though, because I think she's kind of just in a, a world surrounded where, where men are on top and mm-hmm. men are kind of running everything, and she's kind of you, you can kind of see in the scenes about the magisterium, she's kind of like the only female there. Yeah, um, and she she's is still able to like, hold, Yeah, is even yeah. yeah. I mean, and she's able to hold herself and still have such power, yeah. and I, I admire her for that. I think that's. Sick. I mean, I, I think that's. Sorry, I was just going to say, I think that's something that the series has brought out really, really well this this season. Like it's mm. it's really emphasized the fact that she has had these tough struggles and it's and just yeah. as you say it adds a real extra layer to her character it's great i just think mm-hmm. the depiction of mrs coulter is just so incredible because she's in power but you can always see the sexism that surrounds her you can always see the way that she gets things is by manipulating which is what we're taught to do as girls since we're little we're like never be up front just do your things be quiet be pretty and she just does it in a different way but she's you can see she does what many women are told to do which is use your sexuality and it's just so well done and it's not done in a way where you think what she's doing is right where you're thinking what she's doing is sad that she has to do it when you know she's the most talented person in that room and she's the only person who's having to use her sexuality to get things out of people yeah absolutely you really see that in the the scenes of her and uh 
card the cardinal now yeah. i guess sort of manipulating him into his position um okay we've got one more question here which comes from derp antelope okay good name um, there really so <laughs> yeah so which what trait of your character do you most relate to so of lyra and will and also what is your favorite biscuit so now we're getting into <laughs> really tough stuff yeah god tough question big one big one I'm thinking, should I say yours and you say mine? That might be more fun. Sure. Let's do that. Okay, cool. That's, um, I think, uh, Daphne, I'd say Daphne's quite, like, spontaneous and she's quite, like, I mean, we talk, I mean, she's quite, like, not okay, chaotic's the wrong word. I, think, <laughs> I but, am like, chaotic. A, a rule breaker. Lyra's a rule breaker. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's cool. That's also, I mean, both me and Daphne are, and I think that's also another reason why we get along. So I'd say Daphne's um, definitely on like the, the spontaneous kind of like rule breaking daredevil side. She definitely relates to Lyra in that way. Fair enough. And I'd say Amir's similarity to Will. I'd say just Will is just really in control, which I feel like Amir is, but in a different way. But I'd say Amir's just not as quiet and like mellow as well as I'd say maybe I speak maybe I speak a bit too much <laughs> but I'd say I'd say Amir is the thing that they have in common is that they're they're just they're sweet oh yay yeah. compliment from Daphne yes, oh, yes. probably first time that ever <laughs> and happens. that's on tape but first and last yeah <laughs> um, and, and most biscuits importantly. no the real yeah. yeah the real question here come on I really oh. god you can't go wrong with chocolate covered digestives. Solid. Oh, those God. are the one. Yes, those are the one. Solid yeah, choice. I agree. Or, um, or what's it called? Hobnobs. Chocolate, uh, chocolate covered hobnobs here. Yeah, yeah specifically. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of yeah, course. Yeah. I might be yeah. basic and say shortbread. Also Walker's shortbread is. Oh, come on. It's a different level. Shortbread. Also, I'm yeah. Spanish, so shortbread really excites me because we don't have shortbread in Spain. So every time I go to UK, it's like shortbread, like craziness. As a kid, I used to live on those party ring things. So it was like, you know, those like oh, sugar yeah. covered, and they look like, like donuts, and they're really thin. Um, Filipinos? Just get, no, no, no. <laughs> what, <laughs> what, did you hear? what did you hear, Daphne? <laughs> I don't know. Leave party rings, party rings, they're Party good. rings, party rings. Oh, God, leave me, no, never mind. <laughs> See, this is what I mean. This is usually what happens. <laughs> I like Filipino covered biscuits, Daphne, yeah. no, Do you not I have mean, Filipinos in the UK? <laughs> Filipino no. biscuits. Oh, Filipino is actually a biscuit. Like, it's oh. a biscuit. That's right. where... Wait, this explains a lot. Are those the ones that come in the big tubes? <laughs> yes, sort of and it's like a weird, around the tube. Like, hard donut. Like it's a really nice. No. Uh, okay, so you're not as weird, definitely. Now, now, now it's more normal. It's a now Filipino. It's God, I'm gonna send you. It does a ring a bell. I, I think I have seen them. Yeah, I think I have seen them in Spain. They're I don't think I've seen incredible. them very much here. Uh, Daphne, Amir, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for the biscuit chat. Thank Thank you for having us. Lovely, love, thank you for having us. His Darker Materials is a stripped media production. Our executive producers are Kobe Omanaka and Tom Wally. The episode was edited, mixed and sound designed by Tom Wally. This episode was produced by Helen O'Hara and Dave Corkery. All our music was composed by John Dix. Our artwork was created by Sam Gilby. And the excerpt read at the top of the show was taken from the book The Subtle Knife by Philip Pullman and published by Scholastic. This episode was recorded remotely in parallel worlds. Finally, big thank you to James Carroll and the team at North Bank Talent Management. 
You just heard a stripped media production. <laughs>